point you were already making. I just said it in a really dumb and dumb way that fell flat. And so I was like, ah, this is stupid. I hate this. I sound like a total moron. And I cut it out. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'll try to strike a balance between editing out the dumb things you say and having um, any content at all. From me? Yeah. yeah. It's not an easy balancing act to do. No. It's not easy to say things that are not stupid. That's what my tattoo says. <laughs> Constantly reminds me. Okay, well, I guess we can get it. this show on the road. I'm ready. Hey, welcome to Think Outside the Box set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And this is the last Slayer album. I'm repentless. You certainly are. I'm repentless. I'm sort of pre-pentless. And then (laughs) I'm planning on being pentless in uh, about a week or two. (laughs) And then, you know, uh, let's say in like five years, I'll revisit it and decide if I want to become repentless. Um, uh, pentlessness is next to godliness. Ah, yes. Very good. Is repentless a word? No. Well, I mean... To the ex- <laughs> I'm looking it up. To the extent that inventing a word makes it a word, I guess. Hmm. Well, it's on yourdictionary.com. That's not my dictionary. <laughs> not my dictionary. Uh, no, no, it's here. It's on the uh, Oxford what really oxford living dictionary what does it mean is it does it's a rare adjective meaning unrepentant okay well i stand origin late 17th century earliest used found in john oldham uh Mm. 1653 to 1683 the poet from repent plus oh yeah he was the brother of uh, bonnie prince billy oh very good (laughs) All right, so uh, they didn't just make up a nonsense word, or if they did, um, it happened to already be a word. <laughs> they accidentally hit upon a existing nonsense stupid word. <laughs> I had this friend growing up named Stesha, and her name came from uh, Stephen and Shannon, uh, the first three letters, because that's what her parents' names were. Oh, um, hmm. But uh, it turned out that Stesha is already a name. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> Well, that that so makes it go. better, I think, because yeah, just like combining names like that, I think is pretty dumb. Well, my personally. my dad's name is John, and my mom's name is Jane, so they decided to na- to put them together and name me John <laughs> <laughs> or Joja, <laughs> J Jo. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so yeah, all that to say, this is Slayer's per- last album, perhaps forever. Perhaps forever, yeah. So, yeah, they uh, said they're going to be uh, retiring, and they're on a farewell, farewell tour right now. But uh, I think there was some discussion about them maybe recording another one. Yeah, there were some like quotes here and there about you know Tom being like, "This is probably the last one." And Carrie's like, "No, we probably got a couple more." So <laughs> I, I love, don't know. We'll see. I love how much they like shit talk each other or contradict each other. <laughs> There is some of that going on in some of these genius annotations, too. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, this is the last Slayer episode, the final episode of Season 7. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Next week, we're going to start up our Freeform Season 8, 
And we're going to begin with uh, an uh, ICP check-in with their new album they released Aww. a month or so Fearless. ago called Fred. Fury. Fred. Fury. Woo. Let's see if we're, uh, if we're going to become f- fear- Fearless Fred Furries. Uh, ooh. <laughs> that's... Which That's which kind of animal do you think sub, is, subgenre of juggalo? <laughs> which kind of an, animal do you think is is uh, is named Fearless Fred? What kind of animal would that be? Uh, um, I mean, fox would give the alliteration. Yeah, but I don't feel like it is a fox. I think I I have an answer. Now that I asked you a question, <laughs> F- fuck you. Yeah, I have an answer. <laughs> I Shut think up. A, a, a really like fucked up flying squirrel. Who's like real yeah, janky hell yeah. and has like a smoking problem and maybe has one of those holes in his throat that he smokes through <laughs> and has like too many saggy tattoos. I think that's a, a, a fearless Fred kind of character. I wonder if anyone's ever given a flying squirrel a tattoo. <laughs> well, you know, the pressures of fame and Rocky T squirrel and all that. Yeah. I mean, we know uh, what Bowenko got into. Holy shit. Sorry, I've been like a little bit distracted for the past one minute because I said subgenre of Juggalo being a, like Juggalo furries, and then I've just been thinking it, about Juggalo furries and wondering if there are any. And I'm googling it. Stop! Oh, thank I'm God! Googling it. Oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm no. gonna image search Juggalo furry. What do we got? Juggalo furry. There's a video about them. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. Well, look at that. Um, <laughs> if you could only see what I'm seeing. Oh boy. <laughs> here's a juggalope who's like a jackalope but also a juggalo. Oh, hey, here's some Oh yeah, I forgot that furries are Nazis. Wait, furries are Nazis? <laughs> some of them are. God damn it. Is There's there nowhere AD that they club? don't infect? <laughs> Fuck. There's an AV Club uh, article that says Violent J went to a furry convention in an ICP fursuit. Wait, what is an ICP fursuit? He is ICP. Oh, yeah. It's just like a, a very handsome fox with like juggalo makeup. So it's like a him But suit? not makeup, but the, the color. Wait, is his daughter a furry? I think we've already talked about this. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love repeating myself, and so does Slayer. Hey, uh, let's talk about Slayer, though. I feel bad not not talking about Slayer on on this. <laughs> let's Slayer's talk about last ICP. <laughs> yeah, uh, Repentless. This is a good album, I think. Uh, is it? I think so. I think it sounds good, and there's some pretty good moments, and uh, it's maybe some of their clearest lyric writing, if not their best. You think so? I thought it was yeah. stupid nonsense. No, I thought a lot of it was sense. Was Oh, no. Well, I guess you'll have to explain. Or at least stupid sense. Stupid sense. <laughs> stupid dollars and stupid sense. It's definitely not their best album, but no. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I have like I thought it did good. There's a lot of like punk throwbacks in it, which I kind of appreciated. Um, yeah, so there's some kind of lo-fi sounds. I have like... S- Almost nothing positive to say about the lyrics on this album. Jesus. All right. Yeah. We'll see I mean, if, uh, maybe I'm, I'm grumpy tonight. Uh, but there's Are you like, grumpy? I don't know. It's hard to say. You got the say. grumps? Uh, um, there's Grumpty a Dumpty lot of really vague writing about society. 
Um, and they use that word over and over and over again. And it just sounds well, like... what's new? A thir- no, but they, they haven't done that before to that extent. They maybe use that word like once in a song before, but here they use it over and over again. And it just sounds like a 13-year-old who's like yelling because their mom will let them spray paint the garage. Like, this fucking society is keeping you trapped and not free. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like I feel like they're constantly using the word society and talking about society. Really? <laughs> and they're hmm. Yeah, they got their song uh Skeletons of Society. Oh, that's um, true. Well, from Seasons in the yeah, Abyss, I guess. Um uh, I I I'm not getting like a good search on, but yeah. Okay. Um yeah, well, well uh, you can defend their lyrics to me and tell me how they're good. Well, I didn't say they were good. You I said just they said were the amazing. album was good. Let's let's <laughs> rewind the tape and we'll hear how you thought they're the best lyrics. Okay, rewind ever the tape. Rewind okay. the tape. This album is not just the best Slayer album, but it's the best album ever made. Oh, fuck. See, there you go, Cameron. You can't you can't argue with uh, the the tape that because we're using a tape. I'm gonna edit that out. Of course you will. Oh, Cameron's editing this week. <laughs> yeah. First we'll time see. ever. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> if everything sounds bad, you can direct your emails to Cameron too busy because he's getting married. Dot internet slash email. Getting married. Whipped. Yeah. Too busy to edit a podcast with his bro. Yeah. <laughs> it is going to be a whip-themed wedding. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so glad I'm in the oh, yeah. party. <laughs> Did I tell you that um, you're going to have to wear a assless chaps in the wedding uh, party? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so Bostaff is back, baby. He's, he's is hitting back. his Bostaff all over them drums. And uh, <laughs> Hanneman has died and has been replaced by Gary Holt, who is in a band called uh, Exodus. I think he does a good job. Yes. Although it's Carrie King really made it sound like Carrie King was the one recording like all of the guitar parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, at some point on one of the annotations for these songs, he's like, yeah, all the guitars in this album are me. None of them are Hanneman, but I've been doing that for years. I was like, I'm going to what? Is that true? <laughs> Carrie King's the only one playing guitar on Slayer albums for years. What? Uh, you just like, just- discorded me a really upsetting <laughs> deviant art i told i told you cameron that there was some very <laughs> Jesus, um, i can't look away interesting uh results for uh, uh juggalo furries oh boy all right um I'm let's, gonna, let's get uh, okay, into I'll this delete it. i'll delete it um <laughs> one one final thing i wanted to talk about before we start talking about the songs is Slayer continues their uh, exploration of cheesy distribution methods with uh, releasing their song, When the Stillness Comes, which is on this album. Uh, They released it in October 2014 via Scion AV, a, quote, in-house record label and lifestyle marketing division of Toyota's Scion brand. What the fuck? I know. (laughs) What the fuck? Scion? (laughs) And then they released Cast the First Stone, via the Adult Swim singles program. 
Adult Swim singles. Yeah. It <laughs> just sounds like a like a disposable um like men's bikini. <laughs> <laughs> it's depends brand of swim diaper. <laughs> um yeah, so I I I don't begrudge them uh doing what they can to get paid, especially considering that they can't afford their mortgages, but that's right. still pretty cheesy. Like Scion A V. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see if that still exists. Because remember the last one we did, it was just like a Yeah, what's the last thing lot. they dropped? Scion AV. Scion Audiovisual. Uh, let's look, nope, take a look at their YouTube defunct. channel. There is no Scion AV anymore, sadly. Um, it was a true pillar of society. It was a true institution, and now it's gone. Well. Well, Scion's just not here anymore either. Scions shut down. They quit making those? Yeah. But they say the Scion spirit lives on in Toyota. Right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Cars. Bah. Um, let's start talking about songs. What do you want to do? Um, let's talk about the brilliant lyrics in the first song, Delusions of Savior. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, I don't know about so you, and if you had a defective Spotify copy of this, but I think they might have accidentally left out the vocal tracks on this song. No, 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 no. Uh, there is a quote from one of the members of the band saying, it is purposefully, it is purposely without vocals. <laughs> what a weird way to say that. <laughs> I feel like, like did, did uh, Mozart write on his uh, sheet music of like all of his pieces, like, it is purposely without vocals. Like, don't try to go singing on this, on this song here. <laughs> this his orchestra sonata. is just like, his chamber orchestra is just like looking through. It's like, where's all the words? Where do I what do the singing? <laughs> ah, it's, that's not a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the, for some reason, they spell savior, delusions of savior is spelled the Canadian way. Has a U in it. Oh, delusions of save you <laughs> That's how it's pronounced. Savoir. Maybe it's because it's like a really forced kind of pun on you know delusions of grandeur, and maybe mm. they wanted it to have that U in there, so it looked more like grandeur. That's actually probably it. <laughs> Slayer is not above a dumb pun. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. <laughs> um. That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, oh, I'm just noticing that uh, I guess Rick Rubin is permanently gone because this is produced by Terry Date, who has done some production for Pantera, I guess. All right. Okay. Respected rock and metal producer born January 31st, 1956. That's what I was going to say. old. Yeah. Old metal dudes. All right. Yeah. All right. So I, I chose that song. Well, well, next uh, next one. What do you want to talk about? <sighs> okay, um, let's talk about Repentless. The uh, the uh, how do you say this? Hanamanthum. Oh my God! I was gonna bring that up. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> 
So uh, this is, is this the first Slayer song about Slayer? I think it is, or at least explicitly. Yeah. So the reason they did it is because Jeff died and they wanted to write a song in tribute to Jeff. This is not Uh, the Jeff Hanneman of the world. This is just a tribute. Yeah. Couldn't remember the Jeff Hanneman of the world. No, this is a tribute. Uh, so there's a big old quote for this. Um, when I started to write it, I'm assuming this is Tom, because in this quote, uh, he talks about Carrie and Jeff in third person. But it was written by Carrie When King. I started to write it... Oh, really? Yeah. Then why Why does Carrie... Why, okay, that doesn't make sense. Well, when I started to write oh, it, yeah. it was basically Slayer's perspective as a band. This is my Hannah Mantham. Oh, as God. we went along, I thought I should make it about Jeff, and they're very similar. Slayer and Jeff. Wait, what? (laughs) I wrote it. (laughs) That's not part of the quote. I wrote it from my perspective about how Jeff looked at the world. And there's some very Jeff lines in that song. I hate the life, hate the fame, hate the fucking scene. Eloquent. He'd love that. He didn't want to be famous. Being Jeff was a derogatory part of playing guitar. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, what does that mean? Uh... (laughs) Um, have you ever tried to be uh, guitar to play guitar, but then you're Jeff? <laughs> yeah, and your Jeffness is just like it's real derogatory. Yeah, um, that's exactly who Jeff was. <laughs> it's about doing it and not giving a shit. Uh, Jeff was very constipated. This band doesn't uh... ask forgiveness for anything. Carrie calls it his Hannah Mantham. That's why I think this is Tom talking. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically about Jeff and how he lived. Knowing Jeff, I can tell you he wasn't into being a quote-unquote rock star. He didn't want the attention. He just wanted to get out there and play. He loved to play, and he'd be bored all day until he got on stage. Well, he it kind of sounds like he wants he the did. attention then at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he doesn't want the attention, but he's bored you, until he gets on stage. Why don't you just play guitar? <laughs> yeah. He was great at what he did and basically loved to kick ass. It also works as a statement about Slayer and what the band is. And you know, this is just going around in circles. Saying that uh, about Jeff is saying that about Slayer. It's killer. It's just a great high energy Slayer opening track. So Slayer is Jeff is Slayer. Slayer is Jeff is Slayer. Yeah. (sighs) Um, So the content of the, you know, it's just like a big fuck you attitude. Um... Uh, live fast, on high, rep- repentless, let it ride. Like, I'm going to piss people off, and I don't care who I piss off, because there's a little bit of self-righteousness. My songs relive the atrocities of war, mm-hmm. can't take society any fucking more. There it is. Intensity, anarchy, hatred amplified. Playing this shit is all that keeps me alive. Mm-hmm. And then so there did- are the lines, I leave it all on the road, living on the stage. This is my life where I kill it every day. Hmm. So take you shot, bottoms up, this is no lie, I'll be beating this guitar till the day I die. And that might be it's, a, it's little a little bit, bit of poor taste for a dude who died of alcoholism, maybe? <laughs> take your shot, bottoms up, gonna, this is no lie. Hmm. I was, I was going to say this is a, uh, a little bit of like a, like a hip-hop brag song. Oh, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, but were, were you completely unaffected? by that this is like a tribute to their dead friend i thought it was like kind of sweet um hmm if it were better written maybe 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was not feeling in a generous towards Slayer mood today. I don't think you were, because I kind of appreciated it. I don't really like the song, but I like Slayer, and I like, you know, that this is a song, and I understand what's going on in it. Yeah. Okay. So. I, I guess I can give him that. Yeah. I hate the life, hate the fame, hate the fucking scene, piss and match of egos, fuck their vanity. Ain't got the time. I don't want anything from you. Feeding on my tolerance is all you fucking do. No looking back, no regrets, no apologies. What you get is what you see. That's Jeff. That's the Jeff we all know and love. This is our Hannah Mantham. I also like that pretty well. I think that's funny. You think so? Hannah Mantham. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Hmm. I don't know if, if he realized how silly it is when he said it, because he... I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let him have that, it. That it's is the endless friend. mystery. Like, how silly do they know that they are? Yeah, exactly. Does he think it's, like, super cool that he said Hannah Mantham? Or does it? Does he realize that it makes one instantly think of, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoons or something? It's like, if Hanna-Barbera made Animaniacs, they'd call it Hanna-Maniacs, and that's... <laughs> essentially hannah mantham and the theme song might be called hannah mantham what are you talking about it makes as much equally as much sense as hannah mantham um yeah i maybe maybe just what's going on is i have like a little bit more um i feel a little more generous to them because uh i've been (laughs) undergoing like a weird feeling lately because i had some press photos taken for a tour that i'm going on soon Ah. and i was and uh, I was like... With Jake? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, We're going you, on this tour you, in you Northeast. You should put that on your website, because neither of you mention it on your website. No, I just made the events oh, okay. for it today. Yeah. Great. So, um, no, I'm trying to finalize all the shows and stuff, and I mostly have. So Yeah, everyone out in podcast land, go get tickets to go see Cameron and Jake play some old-time music with banjo. Yeah, and if you're anywhere between D.C. and Portland, Maine, I'll probably be... I mean, I'm not going up to Vermont, but other than that, yeah. you know, you could probably, I'm probably close enough to you. So anyway, I, I, t- I got these press photos taken and I was like, these are good. They're shot on 35 millimeter, like film. They look good. And I look hot and, uh, <laughs> I look like, I don't know, like I did some smiling pictures and some like, you know, serious pictures mm-hmm. or, or like not serious, but you know, like I'm like moody like not yeah like you know just some like kind of like sexy sexy flirty um like pouty pouty face pictures that i thought looked really good you know yeah um but like i just had a fair amount of feedback on them uh i think especially from middle-aged uh people maybe especially from middle-aged women who are just like um Ah, oh, this is too serious, <laughs> and things like and things like that. Like, and then they would look look at the smiling one and be like, "There's the camera we know and love," you know. And I was just like, "Well, why can't? Why don't I get to have like a like a cool a cool guy picture? Like, why are you like letting all the air out of my tires? Aww. Like, this is making me feel really self conscious." Oh man, uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, well, who? Why do you get to have that opinion and then like share it with me and make me feel dumb? <laughs> Why do you get to have opinions and then voice them? There should be a law. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously everyone gets to have their opinion, but like 
it it has made me like second guess a lot of like my I mean maybe the reason I'm flippant on this show is because that's kind of what the show is and um and I know that my I have very little influence over the feelings of the like these aren't going to reach the actual artists hopefully mm-hmm. but um yeah, but when I like post something and like my friends weigh in and then they're kind of like weird or shitty about it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I've been thinking, I guess I've just been thinking a lot about the whole idea of like um, uh, punishing someone for being sincere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get him. He's being sincere. Get him. <laughs> Sick him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. How dare he try to attempt sincerity? Yeah, or like I think a little bit too. Like uh, you know, how how dare you take like a non-smiling picture and try to, and try to look uh, cool? <laughs> it's like, oh, why I don't get to do that? All right, fine. Mm. I wonder. <laughs> I'll just be like cute little boy Cameron. For yeah, you. there you go. Some middle-aged cute little ladies. boy Cameron. I wonder. Me around. I wonder if it's a if it's just a um a function of like stagedness. If people react to, like, you know, like, if they see a candid photo of some musician, like, looking super serious and grim, um, but it's clear that it's, like, a candid thing versus, like, a publicity photo, I don't know. I think, I think that's definitely, I think that's definitely part of it. Mm. Although, um, if it was candid and I was making those same faces, I think people would maybe similarly be, like... <laughs> You know, be shitty about critical. it. Critical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. where's my grinny little boy cam? Yeah. <laughs> where's that smile? I'm not a little <laughs> Don't boy. smile. Don't smile. <laughs> Don't you smile. Uh. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that I think that sums up this song pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <and> publicity photos. <laughs> All right, you do one. I will. See if I don't. Um, let's talk about vices. I think that is a great line, what you just heard there. Uh, yeah, a little violence Read is the ultimate drug. Let's get high. Like that's pretty fun. Like classic Slayer or ICP style performative violence of like, yeah. And it's it's just like a fun little idea and a twist on it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm really into it. I think that's just like one of the best one liners that Slayer has written in their entire career. Yeah, I, I. So this is. This is a song that's purpose is vague, but the but it has a lot of specifics in it, and I like that a lot more. Oh, than, it does. Um, does it, Cameron? The opening lines: <laughs> "Stop and think of society's impotence and the reason behind its incompetence." Yeah, that's pretty pretty specific, huh? I didn't say every line was specific. <laughs> okay, you're right. Uh, faith, faith in God is the vice. Bring on the tyranny. Won't be long till you find the real irony. Um, so it's like the first ones about, um, yeah, you know, religion, um, and, uh, it's negative effects. Wait, does Slayer uh, and, not and, like religion? Right. What? Uh, 
So I, I think it's interesting that they're saying like, oh, religion is a vice. I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, because usually religion is seen as a way to combat vices. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting to say that it is a vice, like it's a temptation. Um, and then the vice of, you know, politicians, these are the people who are supposed to be taking care of us and um, uh, uh, supposed to be perfect, but like uh, greed and power, his vices give him what he seeks, manipulate and divide forever, lead the weak. Um, and then uh, the third verse, you've been powerless to your vices, self-control defies you and nothing else, quit. Uh, quite suffices. Your demons will destroy you. Yeah, I I think it's like kind of an interesting song. Um, I think it's musically pretty well put together. Um, the chorus is one of the only good vocal melodies I think in their entire discography. Mm, um, they sort of because usually they don't do vocal melodies. Right. Um, and if you listen back through the Slayer episodes, um, whenever they sing, we're just like, oh, they're singing in this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, it like, often doesn't sound very good, especially during the new metal times. Um, but I think they strike a balance between uh, having a melodic contour, but not using a singing tone. So they're screaming on notes. Hmm. And I think it sounds pretty good. Do you want to play that yeah. uh, Let's example? Let's listen, shall we? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it definitely has contour that is melodic, even though it's not delivered as if it's a, a singing melody. So, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's that. not just like da 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 da, just like going back and forth between <laughs> two notes. Was that the girl from Ipanema? Just girl from Ipanema for some reason. <laughs> you know how they're always <laughs> doing Bossa Nova and Slayer? <laughs> oh boy. Short and small and fat and lovely, the girl from Ipanema. Is it the words short and small and fat? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It can't know. be right. <laughs> I mean, props to them if that's to you know, Hobeam or whatever his name is. If that's the words, because that's great. <laughs> that's probably this not fat it, little girl. <laughs> this fat little Panamanian girl. Is that where Ipanema is? I don't know. Uh, no. Did is I it, did that... I just assume that Ipanema was from Panama because it sounds the same? Yeah, I believe that Ipanema sounds like one of those thoughts is that... Brazil. <laughs> That sounds like one of those thoughts that like I would have had when I was 10 and then never bothered to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's outside of Rio de Janeiro. So oh, okay. De Janeiro, however it's pronounced. Oh, it's near uh, Copacabana, actually. It's the hottest sound uh, n- south of Havana. When is that, when is that mashup going to come? <laughs> Copacabana, <laughs> girl from Ipanema. There you go. Yeah, so... Um, we're definitely staying on topic with this song. Vices is probably my favorite heavy song. Everybody's got a vice. Be it liquor. Be it women. Be it ah. fucking cigarettes. Whatever. <laughs> ah. That particular song, each verse you has a particular vice. You probably shouldn't fuck cigarettes. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> I'm going to take a stand. Um, yeah, it's probably not good for you. Or the cigarettes. 
I mean, think about so that. That depends. That depends on the issue of consent, but still, right. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite lines from all of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Actually, in the <coughs> first episode, uh, Usador starts talking about uh, like sexual encounters with various animal species and stuff. And he's like, yeah. he he ends up talking about um, fingering a spider or like finger banging <laughs> a spider or something. And, and uh, Arnie's like, wait a minute, how do you finger bang a spider? And then there's like a beat. And then Usura's is like, consent. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it really takes me back. Uh, it takes me back to when I was first listening to Hello from the Magic Tavern. Mm-hmm. All those months ago. In the fall, yeah. I was, uh, uh, I was playing uh, lots of Skyrim at the time. <coughs> You're not playing Skyrim anymore? Well, A, I don't have any time, and B, the fucking game is full of so many goddamn bugs that it destroyed my save game. So I Oh, you got some mods and turned it into a fucking game? No, well, I wish. <laughs> I've seen a few of those videos. I wish, uh, like Monster Factory style. No, um, or, or is it, it's not... Is it Monster Factory Hiller from the Skyrim? I don't know. One of those. Uh, touch the Skyrim. Touch the Skyrim. There it is. Uh, no, it was... All I did was use one of the official expansion packs, the one with the Vampos, and it destroyed my save game. Oh, no. I got into, like, a game-destroying bug, and I was mad. Game-destroy game. I would have had to backtrack by who knows how many hours to go back to, a, like, a different save game. Yeah, that's the issue with uh, that style of game that's all about um, strategic save points. Um, <laughs> I never finished uh, Fallout 3 because I saved, like, right before I got murdered by a super mutant. Oh, no. And, like, that was, like, my only save. I was like, ah, I guess I'm never playing this again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I've done that before. Yeah. Uh, I got a... There's a solo that I really like in this album. I think this is a Gary Holt solo. Oh. I'm not sure. But it sounds like a, a very different voice. Now I just, I'm thinking of Arrested Development, and I want someone to shout, like, Gary Holt! Is that a character? Uh, well, there's a Steve Holt, who always shouts his own name. Steve Holt! Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, here's the solo, I guess. That's pretty cool. What 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 makes yeah. you think it's a Gary Holt joint? I don't know. It just doesn't sound like something Carrie would do. I mean, Carrie is always changing, like always growing. So maybe it was, but like, yeah, I just thought its construction was really interesting. Huh. Like, none of the individual parts were necessarily that interesting. You know, it starts with the like ambulance sound, mm-hmm. uh, tritones, and then does sort of like a a super fast um, arpeggio figure, like a, a tight arpeggio figure, and then just sort of moves it down um, and then does some like, like effects. It's like kind of standard stuff, but the... It's like listening the, to traffic. W- yeah. <laughs> Ambulances and then trucks <laughs> going by like... <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they describe their solos like that. Oh, and then do a Doppler effect. Yeah. <laughs> Doppler, I hardly knew her. Uh, then got then have an ambulance come in. 
Yeah. I hardly knew her. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> it's pretty rough, huh? Um, I do appreciate that you are on a first name basis with Carrie King. Uh, yeah, Carrie. Yeah, that that Carrie guy. You know, I really liked it Carrie, when he, he got out, out his cane. God damn it! <laughs> I'll put on some silver. <laughs> we did it at the exact same precise moment. But you're editing uh, this week, so you're going to edit it to make it sound like I was a Johnny Come Lately, huh? Aren't you? Aren't you, Cameron? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> you you disgust me. When are we going to do our Joni Mitchell season? <laughs> Ooh, that's actually a great idea. Although. Do we, uh, well, we, we, I only know the one album from her, so we might not be too familiar with her. Um, yeah. Although I did, I did listen to some of her stuff with Jocko, like when she had her weird blackface persona. You remember that? I do. I try not to, but... <laughs> Pretty odd choices there, Joni. Yeah. <laughs> so whimsical. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so quirky. Such a free spirit. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about looking through the songs. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Chasing Death. Okay. Chasing Death is about people living in the fast lane, doing things that might bring death a little quicker. I think a lot of people can relate to this. I kind of wrote it when Jeff was having trouble, and I was trying to snap him out of it. It was something close to home, and I was like, wake up, dude, you cheated death once, don't waste this opportunity. But it's also about when you get to the age where friends and family are dying, and it sucks. When I heard that song, I liked it, and it was one I couldn't wait to perform and really hoped it would be on the record. Uh, so this must be Tom talking. Uh, it sounds different to me and doesn't remind me of something that Carrie has written before. I really love the title of the song because there's something more there in that title that people won't even recognize. I don't know what Wait, what? <laughs> what? What? What is it? Hang on, what? <laughs> and that is? <laughs> uh, uh, um, oh, boy. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, so I kind of appreciate this that this is a song about... Um, uh, it's like a bro intervention. <laughs> it's like sort a song of. from one member to another, uh, and they're not very graceful about it, but basically they're, se- they're it's like a song where they're like trying to call each other out um, for not valuing their own lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's full of a lot of like just bullshit nonsense too. That's true. That's like really unclear what they're even talking about. Like th- these lines, innocence, common sense. I don't see the relevance yeah, looking at that. <laughs> of anything you've got to say. Parasite, socialite, you're never going to win this fight. There is no fucking easy way out. No easy way out. Like who it's is that? a little bit a- of an Atlantis Morissette. Yeah, but who is that directed <laughs> at and why and what the fuck is going on? Hmm? Uh, uh, maybe innocence is like the person saying that he's innocent and it's like, nope. You're not common sense. Uh, no, I, I have no way. I was yeah. trying to defend it, but I can't at all. Yeah, I was also thinking you're reading that quote about, I guess, from Tom Araya talking about how he's getting to the age where friends and family start dying and it sucks. And I was like, oh, wait, how old is Tom at this point? I guess he would have been 52 or 53. Yeah, 
Oh man, so he's got old. one one foot in the grave. He's got such a cool look. His like long salt and pepper hair and his white beard. He's way cooler than um Kerry King. Yeah, Kerry King's got some weird like <laughs> bald head dude. and then like yeah, he, yeah, he looks like a wannabe biker. Uh that's not fair. I know a lot of people who look really cool who have that same aesthetic but pull it off better. So, yeah. If any of you, if any of those people are listening to the show, <laughs> you look great. <laughs> you look so good. We're way into you. Carrie King just yeah, I don't know. Oh, and then Gary Holt has no neck but tries to craft one out of facial hair. Oh, really? I haven't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw I saw that. Yeah, he's got a, a real neared. What a neared? What does that mean? Neck beard. Oh, okay. No, I thought neck beard was the opposite where the neared. beard is on your neck but stops Far. at your chin. Wherever okay, you you're distracted. Are. Doesn't he? <laughs> Sorry, what? I blacked out for a minute there. <laughs> okay, let me look. Let's let's put this to rest. Neck Does Gary beard. Holt have a near? No, you're right. Yeah, yeah ne- has... a neck beard covers the neck and not the rest of the face. Yeah. No. Yeah. His. So he has. It's more. Ju- it's more that he has too much neck. Uh, well, I mean, you, you could look at it that way, or you it, could look at it's it like as the same. <laughs> he has no neck, and his, his face just blends seamlessly into his torso. <laughs> no, I think, it, I think his neck is just really big. I think his head's the right shaped. <laughs> I see. His, his neck is just equally as big around as the widest part of his head. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is also an action shot of him making, uh, he's grimacing musically, so... Uh, it's also probably not the most flattering photo of him, so I'm probably. There's this other shot of him. He has a real like kind of vacant Dumbledore look about him. (laughs) Dumbledore. (laughs) Oh, he became a vegan in October 2017. So glad to know he's married to Lisa Perticone and has two daughters, along with a daughter from Perticone's previous relationship. Oh, he enjoys foreign and period films. This is like a dating profile. This guy. (laughs) <laughs> he's an avid watcher of cable news channels uh he endorsed barack obama john Kerry. uh he's an atheist and he called donald trump a serial liar well so that's uh gary holt this is your life seems seems pretty good yeah seems all right got some good things going for him he seems a uh, more squeaky clean than some of the other members of slayer like that Kerry yeah. King dude. I kind of wonder. Kind of wonder about that. He collects snakes. So that's, uh, I feel like that's kind of a warning sign. Yeah, I just feel like he's a, he's a mean old daddy, but I, I like <laughs> him. He's a mean old daddy. God damn you. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, you choose the song. Uh, by the way, you're, you're convincing me. I think I was just in a decent mood. Yeah, and now I'm infecting you with my banjo. grumps. Grump, yeah. grump, grump, grump it up. Yep. Grump Does it, it feel up. Good? <laughs> Does it feel good to spread that grump around? Yeah. Yep. Well, grump up the jam. All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about. Oh, I don't know. Grump it louder. <laughs> let's talk about. I guess take control. Uh, 
Okay. I was hoping you could explain what the fuck is going on in this song. It's like really unclear Ooh. who. It says, we will take control of this abortion called society. There's there a it society. is again. <laughs> I despise the mediocrity. Inject the system with something new. A social terror to lead the few. So what's going on? What is this song about? Well, um, there is a quote for every song. So we, we could just read the quote. This might be my favorite musical fast one of the bunch. It's just riff central. This song, it has so many riffs in it. When you think you've gotten to all the riffs, one more pops up. Uh, <laughs> this one's musically super oh fun, and I, I can't wait to play it live. It's I just about... I thought you were elaborating, i.e. riffing on the quote and making fun of it. But no, that's the actual quote. <laughs> no, that's the actual quote. <laughs> just when you think you've gotten to all the riffs, one more pops up. God damn, it sounds, uh, like, a, it's it sounds just, like, a, like, a, like a used carpet salesman in a local like commercial... <laughs> No riffs, ands, or buts. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, and now I'm back to being mad it's, again. It's, it's just about when I do anything overtly political. I here's something that's uh, I think notable. When I do anything overtly political, I make it as generic as I can, so it fits in any society. Oh be my it God! America no or wonder. Romania or no anywhere. Wonder. That <laughs> explains so purpose. goddamn much. Everybody hates his government. That particular his song government. and that one thing I tried to address on this record was unity. First, really? within Slayer itself. Then, between Slayer and the Slayer fans. The line, we will take control. The entire, ground is, the entire crowd is going to sing that live and feel a part of it. This feels a bit It's going to be a Goosebumps moment on the live show. Oh, R.L. Stein is going to be there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, there's a lot to unpack there. Ugh. Oh boy, okay. Um, this song is notable for making me mad because it I end up agreeing with Ace Hole, our old enemy. <laughs> there are these lines in the third verse. I can say, we're not the answer to the world's decay. Here to stay, we're just the ones who won't go away. But there's an annotation on the, on the line, here to stay, and Cheyenne <laughs> writes... Their annotation on that, they say here to stay. And then uh, Ace Hole marked this as restating the line. And I was like, ah, god damn it, Ace Hole, you, you, you really got me there. You win this round. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, our, our constant feud with Ace Hole is more interesting to me than this song. Uh, Ace Hole, yeah, I wonder if we're going to run into him on any of, I wonder if he does ICP stuff or if we're going to run into him on anything else. Let's look at their profile. All right, this is the Ace Hole cast. Yep. Doo, doo, doo. It looks like a lot of uh, a lot of Slayer, Carrie King, Jeff Hanneman, Tom Mariah, Dave Lombardo. They have individual pages? What? And from Metalocalypse. Um, <coughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of metal bands and a bunch of ones that I don't um, recognize. Corky and the Juice Pigs. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> George Fitz. Doug Goodman Archive. Pap smear. Well, that's a good name. Well, I'm bored talking about this, and so is everyone else. Yeah. Okay. Um, next song. Yeah. Okay. So let's do implode. Let's do implode. Let's do implode. That's how do a French implode, person lads. would probably say it. <laughs> Fair du implode. Let's do imploding. Yo! 
There's a little bit of self-referential pandering in this song. Um, oh, yes, I love that part. Society will bleed, so watch the violence breed, and deconstruct the protocol, and if I'm proven wrong, I think you know the song. I'm pretty sure that God still hates us all. That is such a Garth move. That like weird little I wink at the audience. I was going to say that. <laughs> I don't know how, how much Garth would actually say, I'm pretty sure that God still hates us all. I don't think he would say those specific words, but that, that move of what they're doing, it's such a Garth move. Yeah. I mean, it made me chuckle. <laughs> um, not not in the way that I think they want, like, which is like, oh, yeah, from the other song. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but more just like, I see what you did there. Ah, you're chuckling at them instead of chuckling with them. I see. Uh, yeah, so there, there's some more uh, vague society talk in this song. Sick of this shit called policy. Life support for a dead economy. <laughs> Brain-dead leaders of the world conspire. Acting with malice only fuels the fire. It's, it's deep. Deep, yeah. Um, I, I kind of like the, the couplet, not that it's good in context, but um, no wonder people of religion obsess... All it wants a man to do is confess. Um, hmm. So it's like, are they obsessing because um, of the pressure to confess? Um, or are they trying to say that um, they like it because all they have to do is confess and not actually change anything? I don't really know. But, I think it's bad because they don't say what they're obsessing about. Yeah, you're right. All right. Man, and it's, and so it's weird because it's it changes, it changes subjects, too. Because it says, no wonder people of religion obsess. And then it says, all it wants a man to do is confess, which I presume is religion. But you were just talking about people of religion and what they were doing. So, yeah, I'm getting you on my side, making you be a hater. (laughs) Hooray. Haters going to convince other people to also hate. I'll still inject the hate that brings finality to the fuss. And society (laughs) will bleed. So watch the violence breed. They say fuss? Yeah, they do say fuss. It's the final fuss down. <laughs> I'd rather them use the word fuss than fuck, honestly. It sounds more yeah. real, authentic. Um, let's see. That one is about mankind ruining the earth, and at some point the earth is going to fight back and we're going to lose. So that's what that's is about. It? What? Just that yeah. line or this whole song? Uh, this whole song. Earth is tired of our policies. <laughs> huh. And the dead economy? Yep. I do That's like the Earth image about. of a fossil drying in the mud. That's a fun image, though it's not really like used for anything or, you know, pulled into any kind of coherent song. I kind of like standing room only, all the world will attend, front row center to the ultimate end. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's kind of fun. It rhymes. It has a nice rhythm. Yeah. It's kind of cute. It's not a forced rhyme. Mankind constantly parading its flaws. Tangled Mm. in charades of the orthodox laws. It's a little anti-Semitic, maybe. (laughs) Well, there's there's all sorts of orthodoxies here. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're anti-Semitic for going there. Maybe. I'm not racist. You're racist. (laughs) (laughs) You never can say. Uh, All right. Yeah. Um, anything uh, else implode. to say about this dumb nothing song? <laughs> oh, implode. Man. I am being hard on them tonight. Slayer, if you're All listening, right. you can- and I know you are, 
I'm sorry. I just have a hard time accepting some of these lyrics. It's it's not. Yeah, you, it's not. you carry the show now. <laughs> Are you talking to Slayer or me? I'm talking to you. Ah, okay. Uh, take a load off, Sally, Fanny, Danny, whoever you're taking a load off. Um, let's talk about atrocity vendor. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So as a way of introducing this song, I'm going to talk a little bit about how I do my notes. I use a program called Task Paper that sort of does an outline thing. And uh, so when I click on the, the song, it gives me my notes, but it hides the lyrics. So all I see is just like a little, like the little snippet of what my feeling was for these lyrics. And you can then like click it and it will expand and you can see the lyrics I was having these yeah. feelings about. So I'll just read you the headers of my notes for this song. Ugh. Fuck. Oh, come on. <laughs> fuck this. And who is this about? So yeah. <laughs> that pretty much sums up my feelings about this song. <laughs> so let's start with Ugh, uh, yeah. I guess. You're staring at the atrocity vendor, a fucking equal opportunity offender. I've got the plan that's going to change this world. Stand back and watch the seeds of hate unfold. Nothing. Yep. And then this one is, fuck. <clears throat> I'll never hesitate to beat you, break you, sever every part of you, light you up with kerosene, watch you burn, watch you bleed. And this one is, oh, come on. I am torture redefined. <laughs> Cancer shooting from my eyes. Cancer shooting from your, okay. And then, uh, fuck. Cancer beams. <laughs> can- <laughs> fucking cancer beams. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I mean, like, yeah, radiation is. But yeah, it's not like, what... <laughs> they don't say cancer beams. They literally say cancer. So like just weird yeah. tumors are coming flying out of their pupils. Gross. And then the part where I said, fuck this, are the lines, I'll never hesitate to break you, rape you. Um, Great. Because that is not a responsible way to talk about rape in a work, any kind of art. And then uh, finally, the notes headed with, who is this about? The lines, you're staring at the atrocity vendor, a motherfucking equal opportunity offender. I'll introduce you to my own morbid charms and fist fuck you with your own severed arms. It's like an ICP image there. And then the back gets chopped off. Yeah, it seems like they're, I don't know. I, I think they say something about this song being kind of silly on purpose. Um, let me look. I think we got a, all right. <clears throat> I remember when I wrote it, it was just an idea that I had the title for. <laughs> that sounds uh, yep. right. That sounds pretty pretty plausible. And I was two verses in, and I didn't say that the guy was doing anything atrocious yet. So on the, the third guy? verse, I really went for it. The guy? The guy. <laughs> you mean the character you're writing The atrocity from? vendor. I guess. I guess. Uh, it got a little ridiculous, and so oh, this really? time I re-recorded Atrocity Vendor and decided I'm not going to change all the lyrics, but I'm just going to make it better. Well, <laughs> clearly that's what happened. How do you make it better without changing all the lyrics? Oh, boy. I took the somewhat ridiculous part out, and it just got darker. So it was more ridiculous before this? I guess. Wow. More amp- amputee fist fucking. Oh, boy. <sighs> oh, boy, indeed. 
Hey, this one was uh, produced by Rick Rubin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so Rick Rubin did get his butt on this album at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit on this track for y'all. <laughs> I'm going to sit in on it, if you know what I mean. Uh, let's see. Repentance. Uh, Produced uh, is by... Is there anything good in Pride and Prejudice? I'm just trying to think, is, like, is there anything else to talk about? Well, let's take a listen. I thought it was a really odd choice to uh, have this as the theme song for that Kira Knightley movie. <laughs> I, I felt like it didn't really fit the the uh, vibe of uh, of a period piece, but then again, what do I know? So yeah, this is another song. <laughs> it is another clearly, song. It's clearly another. Clearly song. they ca- clearly they came up with the title first. Yes. And then they're like, all right, so we have a perfect title. It's perfect. Wouldn't change It's a, a good thing. goof. Okay, so just let's be clear. It's Pride. Let's make a Jane Austen joke. Yeah, it's it's a Jane Austen joke, um, but they, they give it a little twist because it's Pride in Prejudice. It's the, the, the word I-N. It's not Pride apostrophe and apostrophe Prejudice. Pride in Prejudice. It, or Pride and Prejudice. It's Pride in Prejudice. Yeah. Now, isn't that clever? So- <laughs> So all the like stupidness aside, <laughs> I think the idea, um, w- yeah, without the pun, I think the idea is interesting and something that we've been touching on recently, which is you know the cruelty is the point, you know, or um, the being will like willful evil, yeah, um, as sort of being a um, more at least a more visible um, presence, like is the zeitgeist because you know obviously there's a lot of people who are trying to be self-righteous or trying not to be racist, you know, and then they are, um, or trying not to be sexist, but then they end up being it anyway. Um, but, uh, there's a disturbing trend that's been more and more visible, um, and more and more, uh, uh, forgiven. And, um, there's more permission given to these people who are like, no, I'm, I'm a Nazi. And uh, I'm right. proud to be a Nazi. I'm a proud boy. Yeah. You know, things like that. And I feel like uh, that kind of attitude is what they're talking about in this song. And specifically, they're talking about um, police violence, I think. Yeah. It- Martial law as a militant state. Barrel of guns seals your fate. Fire burns with media hype. Speak through the truth, your own lies. I don't know what that means. Speak the truth through your own lies. Huh. What is that supposed to mean? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, I, ap- I kind of appreciate it—the idea of it. I applaud them for trying to tackle this <laughs> subject, and I appreciate yes, their yes. their uh, instincts when approaching this yeah. subject. It's not like they're writing a like, you know, Nazi song in support of the Ferguson police or something. Um, right? They're definitely like trying to speak out against police brutality and the abuse of authority. The abuse of power. Um, that said, I don't think they particularly pull it off very well. Uh, yeah. Abuse of power, civil unrest, money in blood is of no significance. Inner know. rage waiting know. to ignite, blood of the innocent unites. I don't know what that means, Cameron. Yeah, that's nothing. 
Yeah. As far as I can tell. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just, yeah, I think I'm just kind of tired of Slayer's approach to lyric writing. Uh, this lyric, violence is proof enough that I am. <laughs> that, you know, like what Descartes said. Um, uh, vi- violencio ergo sum. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I'm grumpy now. Yay! Thanks for uh, sticking with us through Slayer, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we talk about, like, final thoughts or something? Sure. Just, like... Decom- decompress from this uh, fr- from this season. Decompress the grumps. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say go out there and say some of the best musicianship on, that we featured on the show. Virtuosic, virtuosic, and not just like in ability, but I think some of the composition and performance has been um, really impressive and creative. I agree. I really like that. I'm going to miss that probably in like, I don't know how often we're going to get uh, more artists that are like that. Yeah. I think it's a little bit less funny to talk about because usually like talking about uh, lyrics, um, you know, is like a little more entertaining, but I've enjoyed being a little more serious and analytical, listening to these solos, listening to their time signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just like appreciating the music. So that's yeah. been cool. Yeah, and thanks for bringing that perspective uh, to this show because you're I, welcome. I would just be farting around, being like <laughs> gu- guitars, right? <laughs> I mean, and and stuff, and I guess drums too. So like, on I, this I song, they play music. the guitar real fast and good. <laughs> and you the way they strings? play it, you hear that string and then the fingers, than other guitar playing. Yeah, <laughs> that I've heard. I I've definitely heard a guitar before, and the drums. It's like he's they hitting them hit with sticks. They hit him fast and hard and good. <laughs> and very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, mm. That said, I think Slayer has been some of the weakest overall lyrics, honestly. Atlantis got into some kind of vague bullshit, too, but Slayer has done a lot of it. Uh, with a few standouts, like I still think Unit 731 is a really well-written song, uh, mostly. There's like a few uh, missteps here or there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like... And maybe, I don't know, I could be betraying some of my own bias, and this could be just more common in this genre of music to have more discursive lyrics that are less um, less about telling a coherent story or... Yeah constructing a, a piece of writing in the way that I'm used to and more about just mm-hmm. like image and feeling and stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I just have to say that like so many of their lyrics have been pretty vague and don't really stand up to the kind of analysis that we put on them. It's true. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to find, uh, find an artist who is as good as they are musically and, um, as thoughtful as uh, Alanis at her best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Or, or ICP at their at best. best. <laughs> or ICP at the best. Yeah. <laughs> or Garth Brooks. Okay. Now we're just saying all the, the artists. Yeah. Um, yeah, but well, I, I definitely appreciate Slayer more than I did before. I don't know what kind of uh, image I had of them, except just like, it's a metal band. I didn't know much beyond that. 
I think something that I wanted that I was disappointed that I didn't get, and this is like a common theme, I think, on, on the show as well, but I wanted them to, like, teach me something about, um, you know, evil or, like, change my perspective. I feel like I, I'm different now after listening to ICP mm-hmm. um, because of thinking about them as people. And like, they were, they were really raw in a lot of their songwriting and a lot of it was bad, but it, but I had, I was made to think about them and their perspective. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, yeah, I was really changed because of that. And because they for so long kind of stuck to their guns and like made these like outrageous claims. And yeah, it's just like being in a relationship with them. I had to like, I don't know, changed my brain a little bit. And I think in a lot of good ways, I think it made me more empathic, <laughs> like more forgiving. Um, yeah. And, and more critical too. But I, I didn't feel like that with Slayer. I felt like they had, um, yeah, ultimately I felt like they were a lot more whimsical in boring ways. They're just like, well, just and and unintentional. It's just like, Oh, I'll write a song about a thing that I think is cool. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to say about it, and here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I feel like ultimately their um, their Satanism was uh, shallow. Yeah, and, and they uh, they kind of stopped talking about it. Yeah, pretty early on. Yeah, they just started. Um, they just started talking about how much they hate religion, while at the same time also expo- expounding some like uh, fairly conventional viewpoints. Yes, and conventional moralities. Yeah, and it and it does it does sound like, you know, I think I think that was a reading that quote where he said, you know, when I try to write a political song, I try to make it generic. <laughs> like he's yeah. like, oh man, you really just doing this on purpose. And I, I guess one thing is uh, I have to remember that the way that people interact with art is so different than the way that I interact with art Um, and like the priorities, you know, but like people, there's a lot of people that really just want, um, they just want to, they want to have the thought that they have. And then they want someone to amplify their thought with uh, powerful music. Or at least uh, make it sound like give them a blank enough canvas to make them feel like their thought is being expounded in the music. And, uh, you know, I enjoy that effect sometimes, you know, in different, like I've enjoyed Sigur Rose a lot and that's sort of the quintessential like experiment in that, um, right. because they literally invented a language that you could project whatever meaning onto that you want. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, maybe at the end of the day, it's just not for me and I don't have, I either don't have the aggression um, inside me that it would be useful to like as an outlet to listen to this music, you know, for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm too repressed to enjoy it. I don't know. <laughs> You're just too peaceful, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe if I was a much more violent person, um, like I, if like inside, like maybe I would really appreciate it. So, yeah, I have to say, I agree. Well, that's Slayer. That's the band, definitively. Mm-hmm. And that's that's, that's all she wrote. <laughs> and by she, I mean Slayer. 
I'm glad we did it. We we were talking about, you know, covering them for quite a while, and I'm glad we got around to it, and now we know. Yeah. I think it was ultimately worth it. I agree. I'm glad we went through uh, metal. and Yes. Like, this is the first time I've spent really any time listening to metal, and I'm glad. Okay, well, until next week, when we check back in with ICP and the beginning of Season 8 of Think Outside the Box Set, Mother Truckers, mm. I've been Nathan Hunt, and my Jeffness is derogatory. <laughs> uh, I've been Cameron Dewitt, and uh, Pentlessness is next to Godliness. my filter couldn't tell you filter i hardly knew her yeah what did i say i said like the dumbest i hardly knew her it would uh um dumber than filter like condenser mike i hardly know her mike i do i do like that too where the phrase does not actually end with the er sound yeah i do like that a lot <laughs>